Vox.com states, Millions of Americans now turn to fertility clinics for help having babies, and about 2% of all U.S. births involves some kind of assisted reproductive technology. Miscarriage is also the most common complication of pregnancy, with as many as 1 in 5 pregnancies resulting in one. But people often don't talk about these experiences, both because they can be physically and emotionally painful, and because of the stigma and lack of awareness about how common they are. That's now rapidly changing. Former President and First Lady Barack and Michelle Obama went public with a very intimate and painful struggle. They had a miscarriage and went on to use in vitro fertilization, or IVF, to conceive their two daughters over 20 years ago. Senator Tammy Duckworth also told her miscarriage and IVF story along with Beyonce, Chrissy Teigen, Khloe Kardashian, and other celebrities. Four decades after the birth of Louis Brown, the first test tube baby conceived via IVF, 33% of American adults report that they or someone they know has used some type of fertility treatment in order to try to have a baby, a Pew Research Center survey reported in 2018. But, as Michelle Obama hinted, some people still don't feel comfortable discussing their infertility. In an interview with ABC, she revealed, I felt like I failed because I didn't know how common miscarriages were. We sit in our own pain, thinking that somehow we're broken. It's important to talk to young mothers about the fact that miscarriages happen. I think it's the worst thing that we do to each other as women, not share the truth about our bodies and how they work. And so... For this episode, one Filipina shares her story. Hello everyone! Welcome to another episode of Banana Q Podcast. I am D and a few months ago when I turned 40... I interviewed same-aged Filipino friends based all over the world about what life is like for them. One of those people was Kate, an accountant in Australia, who shared her heartbreaking struggle of trying to have a child. I thought the long version of her story deserved to be published as an episode on its own for awareness. So, without further ado, here's that conversation. So Kate, when you were young, what were your expectations about being 40? I always will pattern it to how my family was like. So I thought when I was young that by 40, I would have my stable job. I would have a family. I would have my own house, my dream Mm. house. And then I will have my family, most especially with children. And Mm. I was wanting at least three children or more. So just like you and your sisters, right? Yeah, because there were three of us in our family, and I thought that Mm -hmm. was fun. And maybe Mm. more children would even be merrier. I also thought that maybe because it was my dad who planted that seed in our head that it's better to work outside of Philippines. Mm. So I thought by 40, I would have achieved that already. Yeah, which is actually, probably I would say that's a solid 
you know, it's a common expectation of 40 for someone who grew up in the Philippines. I, yeah. I think I had the same expectation, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, we all had that. <laughs> what is reality? So now you're 40. Which part of that actually happened? Well, I did go abroad. I'm in Australia now. And then I did find the love of my life. I'm married now. Mm. <laughs> and we also bought a house together. But That's great. The sad reality as of now is that we haven't had children yet. We've been married for three years now. Mm-hmm. And we've been having difficulty in getting pregnant. So actually, this is what I wanted to talk to you about because not a lot of people are open about this. And we talked that, you know, it's probably good for awareness, right? Yes. So, ah, yes. Um, yes, because again, maybe the expectation for children was also like that's what's expected, especially in Filipinos, From the right? Because, as well, yes. yeah, yeah, probably not yes. just the Philippines, but I think in the Philippines, it's like even more so that it's a given, of course, you're going to have kids. Yeah. It's like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Why don't yeah. you have kids? It's like, don't you want to have kids? <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you talk to us about that? Right? So how do you feel about this peer pressure that you cannot have a child? Yeah, so after a month of getting married, because my expectation was that after a month, I would be pregnant. And then <laughs> <laughs> and then my period kept on coming, right? Month after mm. month, it was coming. So I already told my husband we should get ourselves checked because mm. I'm concerned. I was 37 when we got married. Mm-hmm. So, you know, clock was already ticking, plus the pressures from the parents and from mm-hmm. other people, like, why aren't you pregnant yet? Oh, no, yeah. It's a big pressure, but at the same time, I also want it so bad, so mm. I don't know what's happening. So we went to mm. a general practitioner, a GP, is what we call them here, mm-hmm. and then she advised us that, oh, you haven't even married for one year yet, so you have to wait until one year before you get yourself checked. Really? That's a very odd thing to say. That Usually, don't they ask you to check before? I thought that was... Yeah, but I think the GP was in the wrong here because she did not maybe check our age because we were mm-hmm. already older than 35. Mm-hmm. Generally, if you're older than 35 and you go to a GP and ask you about getting pregnant, they would already ask you to have your fertility check. Yeah. Yeah, but that GP, she said, wait for one year and... Because Glenn thought that we could still become pregnant naturally, he was willing to wait. I mm-hmm. wasn't, so I went to a, a herbalist, a naturopath. Okay. <laughs> and then she told me the same thing, like, uh, wait for one year because it really doesn't happen right away. I mean, some mm-hmm. people, they get pregnant right away, they're lucky. Mm-hmm. But normally, the normal cycle is that after one year of getting married, that's when you expect to get pregnant. Ah, okay. So that's why the the GP said the one year thing. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so it's like two people already told me the same thing. So I was like, oh, okay. Then I'll wait. Then mm-hmm. come our first year anniversary on that exact date, I got my period again, and mm. I said, no, I think it's time for us to have ourselves checked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we had ourselves checked, and then they found out Glenn is a gigolo. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) He has like a lot of sperm counts. Okay. So that means he's good on that side. 
Mm-hmm. But I, on the other hand, had low egg reserve. Mm, okay. Well, they say it doesn't really mean that you're infertile, but mm. it makes it hard for you to get pregnant naturally. Got it. Okay. Some people with that problem can take up to 10 years to get pregnant naturally. Oh, wow. That's yeah. really long. And then you, I'm sure you felt, well, I don't have 10 years. Exactly. That's 48 <laughs> years old. No way, right? Okay. So what did you do? So, I mean, the, the doctor also said, like, since I'm, you know, a little bit old on the age. So she told us or she recommended us to have IVF, which I was right. like, yeah, I've been wanting to do that three months after getting married that we're not <laughs> getting pregnant. I said, yeah, yeah. I, I want to right away. Without, you know, checking the cost and everything, I just said yes. Mm -hmm. So she did recommend us and then to make appointments with this specialist is not that easy. But Mm. yeah, I was able to make one and then a lot of tests thereafter. Like they have to, I forgot the kind of test, but it's something that they will need to check whether your tubes are... um, open or something or yeah are open or, or not whatever. or yeah okay. or it's not blocked okay, like they will it. need to press and uh, put a camera inside press air and put water to see if the water will also come out of the tubes okay so they so did it yeah is it painful Sounds it's painful. painful it feels like uh, it feels like you know a uh, pap smear right so mm-hmm. it's something like that but a little longer and then they put camera inside uh-huh. And then they put water, so you feel like you also wanna wee. Oh, yeah, no. pee. Okay. But you have to just like lie down there mm. oh, <laughs> because no. they need to wait whether the water will come out of your tube or something. Okay. So yeah, I had that exam. I had blood tests and oh, uh, one thing was the ultrasound where you have uh, a vaginal ultrasound. Uh, that's like, not you have comfortable. To drink water. One liter of water one hour before the session. One liter? Okay. Right. And then? My first time to do that was that I was like pinching my husband, Glenn. I was like, can you tell them I really want to pee? Can I please please pee a little? (laughs) But usually they say no because they need your bladder to have a lot of water so that it's easy for Uh, them to... (laughs) Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like not a fun experience at all. Okay, and then? So, I mean, I underwent all that test. Then we proceeded with the actual IVF process. Mm-hmm. The first one was a fail. They were only able to collect one egg. Mm. And then it didn't survive. Oh, no. So, we rested a month. So, while resting, I did acupuncture because okay. um, they said it can also help you with your fertility problem. Oh, Okay. So I did that for one month before proceeding to my next IVF session, okay. second IVF session. And it did resulted to three eggs, which mm. was good. And then two of them survived. Mm. So one got implanted, which mm-hmm. made me become pregnant successfully. Oh, okay. But the thing is, after 10 weeks, it stopped growing. Oh my God. Yeah, that, that, that's hard because this, the hope, right? You were probably happy that, oh my gosh, this is it. And then it didn't push you. And the thing is, before it even gets there, it's not easy to do IVF, right? Like you need to do yeah. injections every day. Yep. Is that right? Yeah. How many days do you yes. need to do it? So it's for two weeks. Okay. Every day. Yes. Oh gosh. Yes. Yeah. 
And you know what? When I started IVF, you know, I read some articles and some of them said, oh, it took them three years or it took them more than 10 sessions or 10 cycles as they call it. And I was like, hmm, I don't think I'd reach 10 cycles, <laughs> but I'm on my 13th now. Oh my God, that is so many. I am so sorry. So out of those 13, the the second one you mentioned, like a lot of them reached that level where, where you actually got pregnant or not? No, um, I think only two. Two cycles where I actually, or actually three cycles where was I was actually pregnant on the mm-hmm. blood test. But mm. only the second one reached 10 weeks while mm-hmm. the... The two other cycles were just few days. You know, I tested oh, gosh. pregnant and then after a few days, I had my period. Oh, God. That's, so, that yeah. must have been really painful, right? Because yeah. you want it so much. And, well, of course, you really want a, a kid in the first place. Right. But aside from that, how did it make you feel when there are other people commenting on this? Well, you know oh. how Filipinos are. <laughs> right. Yeah, So, you know, I, I feel bad. Sometimes it made me feel like... I don't want to go out anymore because mm. I know if that person sees me, she will say something again like, oh, you're not yet pregnant or any other person. Like, mm. you know, I mean, they mean well, but, you know, mm. they're just curious why you're still not pregnant. Sometimes they will say, oh, why is it taking so long? It's as if it was my choice not to have mm. a kid yet. Yeah. So, I mean... Some people, I think most of them mean well, but it's mm-hmm. just that they don't know what you're feeling mm-hmm. every time they ask you that question. Yeah, well, that's good of you to assume that, you know, that they they do mean well. And I, <laughs> I hope that they do mean well, because as someone who used to be one of those people, I guess, like I didn't realize, because in <laughs> the Philippines, true. that's what we grew up as the norm. Like, yeah. you know, the the... 40-year-old people during our time were always asking the newlyweds that question, right? And right. I didn't realize that that's actually painful to be asking yeah. people, especially if they're like you who have done so many things to just yeah. get there. Aside from that, I think you also underwent some kind of operation, right? Oh, yes. So after my third try of the IVF, I went to this famous fellow doctor, uh, mm-hmm. She's a, a fertility specialist, so and then she discovered that I had mild endometriosis. So it's something as well that is not being talked about. Mm-hmm. Like even I didn't know before I had that symptom. Uh, I had that kind of issue. Mm-hmm. When I research about it, actually, there's a lot of women who wants to get pregnant, but they can't. Mm-hmm. It's because they had this endometriosis. Endemi- ah, I can't even. I'll just say it endo. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Got it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I don't think I've ever heard this before. So, so what is that actually? So, actually, it's like a lining in your uterus that you know um, prevents you from getting pregnant, but Mm. the causes of it is unknown. The same with what I have right now, the low egg reserve. The cause is unknown. Mm -hmm. It just happens. So, um. Some people are lucky, like my sister, she's older than me, but she has more eggs. Okay. Like when you do the egg count, she has more. She has like, I think, 30, while I only have four. Wow, that's a huge (laughs) difference. Okay, so it's not genetics also. We really don't know what the cause is, okay? Yes, yes. So some people, even just at the age of 20, 
you know, they get married and they want to have children, they find out that they actually have low egg reserve. So there's actually mm-hmm. two causes here. One is the low egg reserve and the other mm-hmm. one is the endo. Right. So I think most people like in the Philippines, but mm-hmm. lucky are those people who get married early. At least mm-hmm. if they marry at 25, at 35 Mm. They can still have it naturally in case it takes 10 years. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and they have time that's on their side. But unfortunately for you, you only met Glenn when you moved to Australia. And I think if you had met him at 25 or something, and that would have given you time. But, well, who could control these things, right? So that's exactly. the problem, right? Okay. Yeah. It is really difficult. And I think you obviously you're not the only one going through this. And this is... Yeah. Something that I, I have noticed that a lot of my, well, people are, well, before we hit 40, yes. people <laughs> who are in their late 30s or mid 30s or something, right? Um, yeah. a lot of them are having troubles. I mean, getting pregnant. Yeah. yeah, getting pregnant. And, um, I was saying like, okay, I didn't realize that, you know, this was common because maybe people don't really talk about it, you know, in our circles probably or whatever. Wow. But then I'm just surprised. At how common this is. How common, yeah. Yeah, and the problem is maybe people just didn't talk before. And this is something that you want people to know about, right? Like, don't be so glib about asking, hey, when are you having a baby? Because you don't really know what they're going through, first of all. Like, maybe they are struggling with infertility or, you know, they've gone through so many IVF cycles or... Or maybe they just don't want to have a kid. That also shouldn't really be any of your business, right? Yeah, yeah. So that is the disparity. Like, okay, the expectations of 40, you have most of it, except for this one. But of course, yeah. it hurts because it, it's probably the one you want the most. Correct. And also because I'm 40 now, mm. the doctors actually think that the chances, my chances are less. That's why before I turned 40, actually, my specialist wanted me to do try, keep on trying monthly to mm. never stop. But you mm. know what? When I reached 40, it's as if he himself gave up hope. Oh, no. So what yeah. happens now? Are you still trying? Sorry, if, if you don't mind me asking this. Yes. Yes, actually, I'm still trying. I had my latest cycle last month, mm. which was almost good because um, I thought I was already pregnant. I reached that stage, you know, where they implanted mm. implanted embryos into my um, uterus back. And then I felt I felt pregnant as if during the, that second time when I, you know, first felt pregnant. I felt all of that, like, you know, acid reflux, mm-hmm. um, feeling bloated. And then I was already one week delayed. Mm. So I thought, you know, I'd be pregnant. But on the day of my actual blood test, to test whether I'm pregnant. My period arrived. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. I'm feeling <laughs> teary-eyed about this. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure you feel a lot worse. And I'm really sorry yeah. that, you know, you, you are going through this because I don't know the exact feeling. But I kind of know how it feels, right, to really want something so to bad. Really something, yes. and, and it's beyond your control. Like, yes. it's not as easy as... For example, you want to buy, save up for a house. At least you can exactly, save. Yes. You can control yes. your spending. Yes, you can control that, Maybe you yes. can find another job, whatever. But this is yeah. something that you cannot control, right? Like yeah. if only you could just throw money at this. But unfortunately, it's not. No. And, yeah, it's nothing yeah. can explain it. I mean, the doctors tried everything. They tried to change my injection medications. 
but mm-hmm. you know it's still resulting to the same thing even he himself cannot explain it but he just suggests to keep on trying yeah so okay. i mean i mean we want to give awareness but the thing is there's also no exact cause mm-hmm. for it yes so but at least people just know to those people who are wondering why are they they're still not pregnant mm. most probably it's because that so they can suggest to their doctors you know because mm. in the philippines we don't really have maybe this kind of doctors or specialists oh, yeah mean, that's true i mean if you're not aware of what sickness you have right mm. you you can't go to a specialist and say mm, i'm not falling pregnant or anything or maybe you can and just ask but mm. normally we don't do that right so we just wait yeah you're right because maybe not especially in the philippines not everyone has access to this kind of technology and this kind of doctors you right but it's like could be a million different things and even if you do have access like you you still cannot fix it like you yeah. underwent the surgery and you know all this yeah. number i mean yes I, i did not expect that it would reach that high right i'm sure you didn't as well like i thought yeah like know, i said like <laughs> I, I'm, I'll never reach 10 cycle. And when I hear about this from people, when they say, oh, I'm going to do IVF, I was thinking, okay, surely it's a sure thing, right? Yes. Like, I really I thought, thought it was like that. But I think the first time I heard of someone, I had a friend before in Singapore, she went through IVF. And then I thought it was sure, but then it didn't yeah. work. But then she stopped after the first one. And I thought, oh, that was the first time I realized, oh, okay, so it's it's possible that yeah. it won't work. Yeah. Like, you know, you that know was what? the first time. Like, <laughs> oh, my God, okay. I, I didn't realize it was that difficult. And yeah, now, of course, we... like, the older right. you get, probably, maybe because in the past, obviously, we were young. Our people our age were not <laughs> talking about this. So, and then eventually, <laughs> as you grow older and you talk to people and, yeah, and, and it is really difficult. Yeah. You know what, when we were planning to, you know, start with IVF, I was like already excited. What names do I give my children? I was mm-hmm. like, because I thought it was just that easy. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the process is difficult, but then it's a sure thing that you will mm. have a baby. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. But it's not. Yeah, that's so Yeah, that's the it's annoying not. thing about it. Because and, and also these sessions are not free, right? Yes, you're in Australia. Yes, you have free health care, but it doesn't cover IVF, right? Yes, correct. So, I mean, the first three sessions I had because I didn't really ask for the cost anymore. That was an mm. expensive one. Mm. So, it was 10,000 AUD per, per cycle. Yes, per cycle. Oh, gosh, yes. So, is... I had three of that. But um, fortunately, um, I think in the recent years, Australia has agreed to pay half of it. Oh, You get back half of it, actually. But you mm. pay it first. You pay it upfront, 10,000. And then mm. a few days after, you get back $5,000 from the government. Yeah, but it's still a lot of money though, right? Yeah. And that is why it's yeah. not accessible to like, people in the Philippines yeah. unless they're so, really rich probably. Yeah, okay. Correct, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's also one thing that I was like, I can't keep on trying IVF if it costs that much because it's as if I'm just working to pay for the IVF. Mm. So I thought like... I do want to have children, but I don't want to work hard and then the result is nothing. Mm. <laughs> so I said, maybe because I've been asking my doctor, what else, what tests can we do more? Mm. Just to find out what's really the reason why am I not getting good embryos. But they said, mm. because it's mainly the age as well. Aside from that, I have a low egg reserve. I'm also older. Mm. 
So you're still gonna continue though? Is that your plan? Yes, I'm continuing because when I went to that famous Filipino specialist who did my endo operation or surgery, she did recommend me to a lesser IVF course. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So that IVF that I'm currently doing is just 2000 compared to the 10000 Oh, that's a huge difference. Like, Correct. you should have and known then, about this from the beginning. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> right. I guess okay. I had an idea that somewhere in Sydney there was a cheap IVF, but I wanted mm. a sure thing as well. So, it's like, I, I'd rather oh, yeah. pay and then be pregnant. Mm. But, you know, after three tries and it's like, oh, I'm still not getting pregnant, then might as well try the cheaper one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you. Yeah. Of course, usually we associate cost with quality, right? Quality, yes, but yes. sometimes, if you're trying to, nah, it's already too many times, and then yes, of course, you could try that. And I'm sure, I mean, still in Australia, it's probably still good anyway, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well then, gosh, this has been like a heavy conversation. So that's you know part of being forty because. Mm. If I talk to the doctor and ask for more tests, they will just reply to say, no, there's nothing we can do because you're already old. They're not saying to stop doing it, but the chances are very low because the older I get, the chances that my the quality of my eggs are not good. Unfortunately, that's what we struggle with being women, right? Like men can okay. be 70 years old and they can still have they kids if still, they want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and women I, have a yeah. ticking time bomb. Like, it's so annoying. Correct. I think that's the thing that I didn't get when I reached 40. But mm. I'm still trying. Yeah. So, and that's okay. a good thing, though, because most people, if that were me, honestly... I would have given up after, I don't know, even the first or the second or something. But the good thing about you, the amazing thing about you actually, is that you are not easily dissuaded. And despite all the expenses and the setbacks, you still want to pursue it because that's really what you want. And you know, history has told us that usually is the reason why people succeed. And I actually gave up my full-time job for this. I thought mm. it would help me to give me better chances in getting pregnant. Oh yeah, so, because yeah. less stress, right? Because some less people stress. are saying that <laughs> that the reason why there's a lot of infertile women now is because we are more stressed. <laughs> like unlike before, um, women usually just stayed at home, but now we yeah. have some of us are even have more high powered careers than <laughs> men, right? So that means we're yeah. stressed. Okay, but that didn't still didn't work. So yes, it's not really stress that unless you're stressed because you want the baby. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but we really, really can't tell. Yeah, but I think also there's something. uh, Do you feel like the reason why you don't want to give up, aside from really, really wanting this, is because you just want to feel at the end of the day that you did everything that you could and there will be no regrets about that? Yeah, so there were times that I was thinking maybe I should go back to full-time working and then just give this up. But at the back of my mind, I always think that I really want this. So, mm. if I stop now, when will I have it? Mm. <sighs> <laughs> yes. And they always say that, you know, at people's deathbeds, usually when they're asked about their regrets, it's usually they regret the things that they did not do. Correct. Other people will feel like waste so much money and energy or whatever. But when you're at your deathbed, you're going to regret yeah. that you didn't do everything. It's good that you know for sure 
that you tried it. I tried, that you tried yeah, I whatever. Tried, yeah. Obviously, I still wish the best for you, and I really wish that you would have this baby. And you know, nowadays because of technology, it wasn't like before where they say that you know when. You could only have kids in your 30s or 20s, even like yeah. we do know people who have had kids, you know, in their 40s, right? Actually, like, um, last week, just last, last weekend, somebody told me that here in Australia, someone at the age of 55 still gave birth. Wow, that is quite so, old. <laughs> I have a chance, but you know what? Mm. I also don't want to reach at that point. You oh, know, yeah, because, probably not. Because I would pity my children as well mm. or my child at that point because, you mm. know, I'm, I'll be already too old to take care of that child. Mm, and then true. as they grow up, I, you know, who knows? I might die a few mm. years after giving birth and then they will have no one to look up to. So. Oh, yeah, that is true. So there's, yeah. And also there's that, what age will you retire if you give birth at 55, <laughs> right? <laughs> Exactly. Even mm-hmm. at this point already, I want mm. to retire. Already. <laughs> <laughs> well, can, you are semi-retired, I guess. If you in think. a way. Well, actually, I forgot to mention this mm. because my mom gave up her career to take care of us. Mm. So in a way, I also wanted that, mm. you know, when the, the time came that I have my own children, I'm willing to give up my job as well. So in a way, I'm also doing that already. <laughs> <laughs> Even without the child, you've already done it. Partly, okay, but then yeah. you're almost there then, right? So yeah. it's coming. <laughs> All right, then, thank you, Kate. That was very... No, no very, worries, I, I hope I was helpful, although, you know, I couldn't give the reason because there's really no reason for whatever... No, no, I, don't, I was not looking for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for awareness that, you know, we have that. And yeah, and I yeah. think that would be it. Thank you. If you want to learn about other struggles faced by 40-year-olds, please check out episode 98. This is 40, Expectations versus Reality. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you're listening right now. You can also follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Podcast. You can reach us there if you want to share any thoughts that you had about today's episode. Or you can email us at bananakeypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and we hope to see you again next time. Bye!